And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Today is the 27th of September, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bunt and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the card again, James Edwards III of The Athletic. And in what is essentially James's first day of school, um, he's real excited. He's got his best fit on. He's got the fresh cut. Uh, he now is, he gets to sort of put himself in the mode of like, cool. So these are some of the guys I'm going to get to hang out with this year and, you know, get to ask them. So how was your summer? What'd you do? This is what I did. You know, I know you talked to all these guys, you know, some of these guys through the off season still, but at first day of school, that's kind of what it is. Right. Yeah. Essentially. Um, yeah. Like I haven't been this busy in a while, so it's like, I'm like flustered, but yeah, I mean, it, it essentially is. It, it's what you said. The first day of school, everybody's kind of back together. Um, it, it signals the start of the new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of media day because, I mean, as we talked about off camera, like it's a lot of cliches and and whatnot, and it's it, it, you're not really going to be able to write anything super interesting just because everybody has the same information, but. It is cool just to see the guys and and get back in that mode and and get your brain going in that direction. Um, Yeah, it's certainly it it was cool. They have, again, another good group of guys, it seems like. Um, I just got back not long ago, just finished writing. If you're on the if you're a subscriber to The Athletic, I have my most important quotes from Pistons Media Day, which I listed about 10. Um, and then gave analysis on them. I try to leave all the cliche stuff off, like the, the stuff that you guys yeah. really would want to hear. And we'll get to some of that. Um, but yeah, it was weird. I was thinking about potting. I was like, why does it feel like I haven't seen Nick in a while? I forgot we took last week off. We did take last week off. Uh, much needed week. I think both of us, the the it was a um, load management week for yeah, us for here sure. at, the, for, at the Bun and Cardigan show. So we are officially back. We will be back every single uh, Tuesday. We shouldn't take a break probably for a while at this point because at this point, you know, we got training camp coming up, then preseason. Like, we actually are going to have some stuff to talk about. Um, yep. be- before we get into all the media day stuff, I know this is what people have kind of maybe been waiting the most for uh, since we did take last week off. Uh, the Pistons have a new basketball player on their team, and they lost two of them. So I feel like we should jump into this uh, yeah, first. What do you I think? think that's mo- I agree. I think that's most important. And I also think we should revisit. Um, I believe we did predictions a yep. few weeks ago. Over unders. Yep. And your over under was how much? How many new? How how much news was I going to break? And I think I might have already hit the over. There's a, so it was either half or one and a half. I think I was generous, and I think I did one and a half. I thought it was three and a half. Is that is that what it was? Because we're already at three since then. I didn't think, and to your credit, I didn't think we were going to get a trade this early. You and Chomps co-breaking that. I did not think we were going to get a trade uh, this early. Is it fun? Uh, Like, are you able to kind of go down the, like, what was that like for you? How did you kind of, you know, get wind of this? Are you allowed to talk about that? Or would you rather kind of keep that to yourself? Uh, uh, 
I wish I could share. I wish I could share the uh, the story behind breaking the Bogdanovich trade, but I can't. Yeah, I don't want to put um, you in a bad spot. But there is a really there is a really good story. You know the story. Very interesting, just the shit that happens in this in this job. But yeah, I was fortunate enough to, along with Shams, to break that. And the Pistons got a very good basketball player. You could, I have a take for you. Ooh. Where is is what? Where does Bogdanovich rank on the Pistons' best players? I was talking about this because you can make a case he's the best player right now at this point in time. You could make that case. I'm not going to say that. I still I'm going to give it to Cade. Uh, but you couldn't. I've had some people make the case that Bogdanovich could already be the best player right now. Just the Cade's going to surpass him. Sadiq's going to surpass him. Others are going to surpass him eventually. At this point in time, we're talking yeah. about a guy that averaged 19 a game and very efficient shooting. Not a good defender, um, but offensively, you can make the case he might be the best player right now. I think that this this would require so much thought and it would it would require a nuanced stake similar to the one that you just gave that if I started rattling my my thoughts on it, I would sound like an idiot. I would say something that I don't mean like what I'm thinking right now is I would put him third because I love Sadiq that much. No, I I think Sadiq is going to be better. Right. Would we say Sadiq is better than Bogdanovich right now based on resume? No, probably not. Probably not. What was your first? Go ahead. I was going to ask your initial reaction. My, uh, my so one question that got asked to me today is it, are we should we expect Bogdanovich to start and I was like yeah wait I don't know I actually yes. I'm asking you okay we should yes okay. Bogdanovich will start okay cool assuming he's he's all healthy uh what was your first in, initial oh I know your initial reaction but tell the people your initial reaction yeah and honestly I thought that it was going to result in me getting up here on this pod and and kind of reverting back to my old ways and just being just a, a homer right? A Homer Pistons guy. Uh, but it turns out most people actually feel this way from the moment that it happened to right now, the moment, the moment that we're recording this, my feelings have not changed. This is only a win. And it feels like a move that a team that is serious would make. And that's not to say that Detroit is going to go out and, and win, you know, 43 games this year and be a seventh seed. Like I think at best, they're still at best nine and i think the it, it may be 10 like i still don't really feel like it but it, it doing this you address this is what i texted you 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 decongest the log jam up front by getting rid of kelly right okay cool now that's one less big that we have to worry about we kind of already have a lot going on right there one thing i also talked about a few weeks ago is is this team about to be like a historically bad three-point shooting team well you went and got Alec Burks and then you went and got Bogdanovich. And those are two, you know what I mean? Like those are yeah. two reputable three point shooters. So yep. boom, and then two you banked concerns. on the internal development. Right. And yeah. I think it's funny. It's funny for Saban. Cause I'm pretty sure Utah is the team that originally drafted him. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he the Tony Bradley? I believe so. That's great. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yep. And I think also for this jazz team, Saban Lee? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Um, he's not making the team. Oh, you don't think so? No, nah, I, I think there's a reason that Detroit had to send the Jazz the money that oh. matches perfectly with his. They yeah. just have too many guards. Right. Can I ask you a question about this? I don't maybe maybe you've talked about this and, and I just missed it. Okay. Maybe, maybe yeah. I don't maybe I don't know something here. And maybe this is just what we talked about. You needed 100 picks if you're Danny Ainge. For Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, you needed a hundred of them. Hell, you even got a pick for Royce O'Neal if memory serves. 
But when it comes to Bogdanovich, Kelly Olynyk was that was it. That's all that you needed. You know what I mean? And if that's the asking price, then where was everybody else? So yeah, so I think it's it's a little more nuanced than that. But I get what you're saying. Um, it is so. There's a couple things. I the Jazz were seeking first round picks, mm-hmm. to my knowledge. Sources tell James they were unable to get one that made sense for them. Um, and then this was apparently the next best offer. I think it's a little more nuanced than that simply because, and I texted you this, I think the little hidden gem here is Utah traded a good player to Detroit. Utah in the race for Wembenyama, the Pistons rebuilding. This makes the Pistons better. I think that's a like I, 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 you're laughing. You're right. You're so right. I legitimately think Utah traded it to a team that also has possibilities of landing a top pick to make them a little bit better. Um, Danny Ainge, people forget, drafted Kelly Olenek, loves Kelly Olenek. Yep. Uh, they are very close to my knowledge. I don't know about very close, but they're close to my knowledge. They have a pre-existing relationship. Yeah. Yep. And I think just for the setup of their young team that they're trying to build, getting a stretch five is something that they wanted. Um, I agree with you. Like, it seems like Troy just absolutely fleeced them. Like he's and, doing I mean, Danny he a favor. Of, it almost felt like Danny was doing Troy a favor. Hmm. It's a perspective so they, thing. They, they essentially converted. They got a better version of Kelly at the position they needed more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Kelly yeah. is the stretch five, put the ball on the floor, Bogdanovich, which they actually need to diminish some of the log jam at the five. They get the stretch four. Put the ball on the floor, um, but I think I think it goes. I think it factors into Danny loves Kelly. They mm-hmm. Utah needed a, that type of big. They couldn't get a, a first that they liked, um, and Utah sees Detroit as a threat to get Win Benyama. What are you going to miss most about Kelly Olynyk? Didn't get to know him very well. Very nice guy, kind of quiet around us. Um, he would give good answers though. He was like, you ask good questions, he would give thoughtful answers for sure. Look, he's a good enough dude and a good enough player that it took less than a calendar year of him being on my basketball team where I went from this is literally the worst day of my life, the day that we signed him to I kind of I kind of like it. I kind of get this Kelly Olynyk experience. <laughs> I understand it. So he'll always have a, a little special place in my heart amongst the, the Pistons lore. And if you want to just a little inside baseball into just sometimes how harshest businesses i heard that kelly had just bought a house in detroit no yeah obviously people saw he got married but i'd heard he bought a house in detroit um that's tough man one i don't i kind of question why, why why would you buy a house in detroit right. when like, you're, did you think you're gonna... on a possible expiring deal <laughs> did you think you're gonna i don't know no disrespect i'm really... happy yeah you know happy he was comfortable i'm sure he'll i'm sure you can get out of it yeah. um yeah so Donovich. Uh, the trade isn't official yet. Dwayne and others talked about him today, but I don't think they were supposed to. Um, my, To my knowledge, as of Thursday, he was still in Croatia. I think he's mm. Croatian, correct? I think Not so. Cert- yeah, um, I apologize. He was still in his home country. He just had a kid. Um, he knew he was getting traded, so he stayed home until it got situated. So my guess is he probably took the physical today or will tomorrow, and it'll be announced, and we'll talk to him soon. But at the end of the day, the Pistons trying to turn a corner, got a, the best basketball player in the deal who is on an expiring contract, the guy who, sl- who slots into their starting lineup and adds much-needed spacing. So, uh, I mean, it's about as good of a trade as you can get uh, if you're if you're Troy Weaver on just on the kind of like ground-level surface. 
Yeah. Uh, one final question. We'll move on to media day stuff. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure 95% of us are on the same page with this. I know that that 5% exists though. Cause I got a few texts about this answered a few questions uh, mm-hmm. over the last week to a point where I was like, people are talking about this a lot. Am I the one that's crazy? So I, I saw a lot of people being like, Oh, are we just going to now, uh, you know, use him in like a Kemba trade or are we going to be flipping him at the deadline? And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure we're just playing this out because it makes complete sense for him to be on this team. That's the take. The right? Pistons want him. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. The, the hope, the hope is that he plays well enough in the Pistons, maybe exceed a couple of uh, little more expectations and they resign him. Like that is, right. they want, they would like to bring him back if all things go well, but if it doesn't go well um, and he plays well, that's a pretty good trade ship to have at the deadline. And mm-hmm. w- let's put the Kemba stuff to bed. Kemba is not going to be a piston when the season right. starts. Right. Okay. Um, Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfum a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Sorry about that. Okay, media day was today. James, you wrote the story. You got some memorable quotes there. Uh, for us now i did tell you i was uh, busy i was streaming when media day was happening i know none Mm -hmm. of the quotes can you rattle off i don't want you to give away you know i don't want to blow up your spot here make you give away all the good quotes all the goodies in there right but give me something give me a taste what was going on there what was i'll give you you a couple things i thought was interesting troy talked about when when talking about the roster he sees it as at ground zero which i thought was makes sense but i like the way he he used it um he he gave credit to ed stefanski when before Troy got there, starting to clean up the books um, and starting to to shift things around. Yep. Troy has spent his first, is this his third year or second? This, this is his third or fourth year. Troy's third, third year. year. He spent the first two years adding talent. Um, this is his quote. Uh, we were trying to figure out when I first got here who was going to be keepers, contracts, and just trying to dig ourselves out of a hole. Like I said, Ed and his group did a tremendous job of starting to get the books in order. We continued that. Our books are in a great place now. We're out of the red. I like the players we have. We have a lot of good veterans who will solidify things for us and keep us level. You go from you go from the red to the black, and the only way to do that is get level. I feel like we're at level ground right now. I'm calling it ground zero. So hopefully we can take a step forward. So I and I and I agree. I, and I've been trying to tell people that I know people are excited about the young group, but that's kind of what I've been preaching is they're finally in a position where you look around the roster. There's nothing but potential and solid NBA veterans. Now you let that 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 group grow together and you let them learn on the fly. You let them figure it out. And that's where they are. They're no longer 
big contracts on the books. Yep. There's no longer uh, they got the most cap space coming up. They got young contracts like they're in a healthy position. That's ground zero. Now it's about building on that and really starting to try to be competitive every single night. The seeds have been planted. We're waiting to see how how high the tree can grow. You know what I mean? Still watering yeah. it every day. Um, I'm just excited for in a couple months when the Karis Levert trade happens, because if we talk about Troy bringing in Bogdanovich uh, with with the the hope that he can resign him in the future, we'll add Bogdanovich to the list of guys that Troy just like he prefers trading for these guys so he can sometimes get their bird rights. And then he has first dibs on paying them in free agency. It's pretty well documented on this show. We've talked about it a lot. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Be, well, then if, yeah. if we if I don't know if they're going to be if there's going to be a Karis trade, but yeah, well, I, I don't know, because for the last year and a half, you've been like, I don't know, Karis Levert 2023 or sorry. Yeah, yeah 2023. Yeah. Something to look out yeah. for. That means we're going to trade for him first. I feel like the, there was a point in time, <laughs> I think, as I hinted at in, in writing that Karis would be of interest if he became a free agent. Yes. Hmm. Um. So an, another thing that just a minor thing. I asked Ivy last time we saw you, you left summer league with an ankle injury. Did that cause you to miss any time beyond that? He said he just missed summer league, did his rehab while he was in Vegas. He was back to normal once they left Vegas. Nice. So anybody that was worried about what notoriously has haunted Pistons fans for the last few years, injuries in the offseason, uh, Ivy appeared to not really have any hiccups. Um, did you get to right. see the the teals in person? Did you get to see those? No, they rock the whites. They rock the whites. That's too bad. Uh, you want some Killian stuff? Heck yes. Fourth year option. Stand up, baby. Think, yeah, all those guys had their fourth years picked up. Um, Killian, I know at one point during the offseason, the plan was to get up a thousand shots per day. How do you feel about your shot coming into the season? I'm very confident in my shot. I worked on it all summer. I tweaked some things. I worked with different shooting coaches. I'm just Ooh. excited, feeling very confident overall. That was one of the quotes of my story. Um, is again, I try to get the cliches out of there, but I I try not to use quotes that had cliches, but him saying sure. he tweaked some things and worked with different shooting coaches. I think it's something that fans will be able to monitor throughout the year. I didn't. And, I, I, yeah. And it gave me chills hearing it. So if that's an indictment, it it's, yeah, that we should be uh, pretty excited for that. Can I ask, uh, there hasn't been a lot of discussion. Uh, maybe you pulled a good quote from him today. I don't know. Um, what's going on with Hamadou? We're, we're, I'm, I'm not too sure about where he's supposed to sort of fit in stylistically here. He's going to be fighting to be in the rotation. Right. Uh, that's going to be where he's at. I've heard he's had a good summer, but he, he's going to be one of those guys. I don't want to say on the outside looking in, but he's going to have to fight for a rotation spot. So um, we did talk to him today. I asked him actually if he actually considered changing number six, uh, because as you guys know, with Bill Russell, oh, um, nobody sure. else can wear number six. But if you had six, you can keep it. Hami said he did for a little bit, but he said he got to know Bill Russell. I think he said they had dinner together in Charlotte during when he was in the dunk contest. Um, and he thought that was kind of the best way to honor him was to keep wearing it and keep him motivated. And to be the last pissing to wear, ever wear six, he's like, that's something that could be motivating as well. Yeah, sure. But, but in terms of basketball, yeah, I, I, I think Hami is Hami's going to be Hami. And you wonder if it's going to be enough for him to crack the rotation. But Dwayne made a great point. He's like, it's no more letting guys play through mistakes um, every single night. Like we are deep with young players at almost every position. So if you're not, if you're not doing well, it's time to look over your shoulder and put, I'll put somebody in who's someone else. Yeah, yeah. Someone else is right. It's going to be the year of opportunities. Uh, nobody except maybe a select few are, are um, going to be on this, 
are guaranteed to ride on the on the train going forward. And Dwayne said he has a he says he has a starting lineup in pencil, not pen. God, I oh I haven't heard of Caseyism in a while. I love that. There was oh, some, that, there, I heard of some. Oh, well, yeah, there it's that time of the year. Yeah. Can I uh, really quick? I don't want to forget to do this. Um, a, a slight sidetrack. We'll get back to this in just a second. I was writing this down during the um, Michigan State uh, Washington game a week ago. I think this has been pretty well documented. I just need to just so everybody I wrote down four real RG three quotes from that broadcast. Just speaking of Caseyisms, we now have RG three isms. Okay. Okay. Let's hit it. Let's get it. Formations are cheap. Plays are expensive. That was good. He may be a lefty, but he throws just right. <laughs> they say a dog is a man's best friend. Well, he just found his dog in the end zone. Yeah. Getting up now, of course, I have to say this because Michael Penix is the was Washington's quarterback, right? Shout out to Michael Penix. Dude's got a cannon. Uh, he's good. Getting out the way of that big Penix energy. Well, Robert Griffin III, uh, this is a family broadcast. Uh, maybe relax a little bit. He's been going crazy in the booth because he, he was doing it during the Michigan game. His yeah. the little mannerisms that, he's, that he has are uh, insane. But anyways, back to the he had a, There's a, a Rigi in the end zone um, during the Michigan game. I think mm-hmm. it was one or two. Yeah, he's been in his bag. Uh, but that was we've had a lot of crazy tangents in this episode, in this history of this podcast that might be up there. What? It was on track. It was the same thing. It was we were talking about Caseyisms and and, and crazy things. It's just a little commercial break. Yeah, we're going to take a yeah, commercial break I, to give you RG3 isms. Yeah, and I'm right back to the Pistons thing. So, we talk about the age of these guys and I think what's so nice is they're all within like 5 years of each other. Like most of them. And, and that and was I something think, Go ahead. No, no, what, go ahead. Finish. Well, what what's so nice about that is it makes it so much easier for them to go on these little, you know, team field trips and and stuff like that. Like they've been doing over the last few weeks, you know, seeing seeing a bunch of pictures of at all these different, you know, exhibits, museums, wherever it is that there are. Uh, or they are rather. And it just feels so cool, man, because it almost just feels like they're like a college team. Like they're just always oh, hanging sure. out and, and, you know, building chemistry. And it just makes it so easy to be like, man, like this is a team like they you know what I mean? Yeah. So that so that was one of the angles I took in terms of my, my asking questions going into media day. Um, I didn't write about it because it it seems a little cliche, but I was genuinely curious, like. Just because you're the same age as somebody um, or you guys are coworkers. That doesn't mean you have to like each other. That's not what that, that's not what that means, but there is from the outside looking in, it does seem like this team genuinely enjoys each other. And Isaiah livers is like, man, like we're close top to bottom. And I asked Kate, I was like, where does that closeness, where is it going to benefit you guys the most? Um, And he said, he thinks when it comes to adversity, he said, when you lose games, those flights home suck. Yeah. Those conversations suck. He's like, but if you if you love that guy next to you, you're going to have those talks and have those conversations because you want to make each other better. So that was the theme I had throughout media day because NBA teams like they get together. But like this team seems like you said, college close. Yeah. Um, I even asked Troy about it. And he's like, yeah, of course, that's like part of the culture. And he's like and I, I say it again, like this is part of why we draft people instead of players. Um, and it, it helps bring that camaraderie. Um, out of a unit and I think it's certainly something that I think it's a benefit without question right now um, 
but I wonder, I, I'm always curious to see like if everybody is super close and one thing goes wrong, how does that unravel? Yeah. Well, I mean, but, they, they handled the Hamadou thing pretty well last year. It felt like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. Like I don't, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, and it sounds like again, everybody, it's an open room and, and people right. can have conversations, but it, it definitely was something that came up as how much time these guys spent, whether team shank, sanctioned or on their own accord, how much they spent together, how much time they spent together. Didn't they have a players meeting last year too? When like yeah. we were, we had lost like a hundred games in a row. Yep. And after the Washington game on Valentine's day, and then they went and beat Boston before the deadline, which was before the, uh, the, before the all-star break, the double swat with Isaiah. Right with Isaiah and Cade when they both yes. swatted Jalen yep. Brown in right. Boston. Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last thing, we'll wrap on I'll wrap up on this a little bit shorter of an episode today. But hey, folks, we're back. Um, yeah. There's not going to be. It's media day. There's not a ton to talk about. Again, right. if you want to read the best quotes, it's on the Athletic. Um, even camp's going to kind of stink because we don't get to watch camp. Can't watch. Right. Yeah. But uh, we'll have our first preseason game. Actually, we'll be rec- we'll already have a pot out. Maybe we push back next week's pod to Wednesday so we can talk about the preseason game. Maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah. And Maybe. there will be, um, it should be the next episode. Uh, we should have like an official fantasy league update. So don't worry guys. We have not forgotten about that. Um, that is still a thing obviously, but the thing I want to wrap up on, it's kind of fun. Has there been any, uh, cause again, I didn't get to see any pictures or anything. Uh, we know that Cade has a beard now, which looks yep. awesome, but is there any other, you know, any new tattoos from anyone, anyone different, you know, cutting their hair or anything? Anything I need to know? Killian's full sleeve is we saw it. Yep. Um, anybody else was wearing anything different? Um, Corey just had a kid. Nice. Hami had a kid, I believe, or just got married. One of those two. Um, is there anything? Sadiq didn't come in with the braids. <laughs> he had I'm just happy he's here. Just the corner braided. I'm happy they just got him happy. down from those damn mountains. Um, I thought I don't, <clears throat> when I see Cade, it, <clears throat> I don't see the, the weight gain doesn't like smack you. Yeah. But his shoulders are broader. Like I, I notice it in his shoulders. I thought I, I thought Sadiq lost some weight. His face looked a little slimmer. I asked him, I was like, did you lose weight just doing all this? And he's like, no, but I was curious if I would. He said, I noticed that my body fat went down, but I didn't technically lose any weight. Okay. Wow. Huh. <clears throat> but I thought he looked a little slimmer, like in a good way. Yeah. Um, Isaiah still ripped. Duran still looks like a man child. When, when Isaiah saw you, was he like, oh, it's James Edwards III from the Bun and Cardigan show presented by The Athletic, my favorite podcast. Is that what he said? He actually wore the he, he was supposed to wear his jersey and just wore the hoodie instead. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Didn't even ask him to do that. <laughs> um, Kev, oh, Kevin Knox. Nice guy. I'm sure. Nice guy. I believe that. Enjoy talking to him. Yeah. Same with Nerlens Noel. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy covering Nerlens Noel. Nice and like insightful guy. He said he loved Ben Wallace growing up. Nice. He's like, there's I, a I, reason yeah. I couldn't wear number three when I got. He's like, he was he loved Ben. Yeah. Uh, he has a it's plantar fasciitis, right? With Nerlens. Oh yeah, we'll probably talk about that. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, out. folks. Um. Yes, plantar fasciitis. He's going to be limited in camp. Knox is also going to be limited in camp. Alec Burke is not going to be evaluated until three weeks from now. Um, he had foot surgery, he said, in April. Um, I've heard it through NBA circles that the Knicks. Uh, did, it, did they hide medical shit? 
stuff. Sorry. I don't, I don't know as it pertains to Detroit. I will say that. So I don't, this don't quote me on that, but I have heard that there are people around asking questions about if, if the Knicks were always being truthful. Um, did we get a raw deal? No, I still think they would have did the deal. I mean, Burke should be ready for the start of the season, but, um, I've just, people in NBA circles have asked, have been, have, there's, it's come up. I'm not sure. Listen, aggregators, all that stuff. Leon Rose, you scumbag. I, to my knowledge, actually, I don't know. <laughs> to, all I'm going to say is it's been a conversation. I still think Detroit goes through with the deal, but I mean, he passed the physical. Right. So it is what it is. I was going to say at this point, yeah. The Knicks and their content day, they strike again. Well, if you nix that trade, what do we lose? The Charlotte pick, right? No, I don't think that was. No, that was a separate deal. Okay. Because they did two different deals. Burks and Noel were for. Because the way that all played out, I never understood it. There were so many teams moving into one. Because Kemba, yeah, they might have. I don't remember how it was. It feels like it was a year and a half ago. It was like two months ago. But. Hmm. Um. Well, you got an album pick, James? Yeah, we do. We do? You go first. Okay, I'm going to go with J.I.D., the forever story. That might be the album of the year. I think you did that two pods ago. No, I couldn't have because I don't think it was out yet. Even if I did, you know what? what? I tell you what, even if I did do it, it. I'm just to, you know, emphasize that it is the album of the year. I'm going to do it again. Okay, I respect it. I'm going to go with, um, I've been listening to this, this, Dude from London, Central C. He has some bangers. Shout out to Central C. I wanted to give him a shout out. Um, Big UK drill guy. Yeah, but he has some bars. Uh, I'm going to go with Yorl, Droog, Yod Stewart, Fire. Um, Freddie Gibbs dropping at the end of the week. It's going to be a banger. Yeah. That Megan <sighs> the Stallion, Traumazine, banger album, too. Rome Streets, Kiss the Ring coming this week, too. I can't wait for that. Um, Went and saw Pearl last week. Pearl, Pearl Jam? No, not Pearl Jam. I'm not Bill Simmons. Pearl from SpongeBob? No, Pearl from A24, like the movie, you know? The one that's no. that's garnering critical acclaim. You know, hey, d- yeah. this is a, actually, I'll, I'll show this to you off the pod. Already, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe, only if you're feeling generous. If you're listening oh, to this on Spotify. Only, only. Only then. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. I feel like we're missing something. I agree. But we covered you know Bogdanovich. We rushed through <laughs> Media Day, but what else are we like going to talk about? If you want to read more about Media right. Day, go to The Athletic. We're getting the rust off. Mm. Hey, let's just get this out of the way. Um, Michigan State is dead to both of us. We're not. I'm not watching them the rest I'm of not, the year. I'm, I'm not. I'm watching just the Michigan game. I'm not even sure if I'm, Michigan's going to win by 100 points. We would have said that. Uh, two years ago too Here's, i tell you what it's either fire the fire the dc and i'll watch or stop being loyal to peyton thorne even though the washington game was not his fault he played great in that game yeah. but I, I turned it off before minnesota even scored their second touchdown so you can if you start noah kim it'll supersede everything lose by 100 as long as i get to watch noah kim i'll watch otherwise i'm not doing it yeah shout out noah kim i turned it off after they scored first i already knew what this was shout out I to just, kenneth I, walker he he is owed ninety percent of that extension. Yeah, he actually had a nice uh nice play for Seattle. I think he made his debut this week, and he had a a good uh a good rush. He, he did play uh, last week, but he was a little banged up. Oh, did he? Okay, he had a good play uh, uh on Sunday. Hmm. Shout out to Kenny. He looked good. I missed him. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.